Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Thank you to all the loyal listeners. If you're loving what you're hearing on the show, go out and tell two friends today about the show. Show them how easy it is to subscribe. Spread the love around. Why keep all this goodness to yourself? On today's show, we're talking about market oversupply. Everyone needs a place to live, right? Well, that's one of the arguments that underpins the demand for real estate. But in some markets, that's not an appropriate statement. Let me take you back to the financial crisis of 2008 and its aftermath. There were a few counties in the U.S. that stood out for a very high rate of foreclosures. Two markets that come to mind are Florida's Dade County and Arizona's Maricopa County. Miami is in Dade County and Phoenix Scottsdale is in Maricopa County. In fact, it's a long list of communities including Mesa, Tempe, Chandler, Glendale, El Mirage, 24 of them in total. Let's be clear, a lot of people lost their primary residence to foreclosure in the financial crisis. The scale and human impact of that is hard to comprehend. Both Miami and Phoenix have a few things in common. Both are sun destinations, and a lot of people own second homes in those markets. Given a choice, people overwhelmingly chose to protect their primary residence and allow their second home to fall into foreclosure. It was a much stronger attachment to the primary residence than a second home. At the peak, there were 42,000 brand new vacant condos in Miami. Most were pre-sold in the period of 2005 to 2007, and when the financial crisis hit, buyers chose to walk away from their deposits rather than get financing on a property that would be underwater. That was then. Eventually, over time, those units got absorbed by the market and new construction resumed. In fact, there's been about 20,000 new condos built in the Miami market over the last decade. It seemed that much of the demand for condos in particular was coming from foreign buyers. Some were from Europe, notably the UK and Germany, but the largest number came from Latin America. Buyers from Brazil, Argentina, and Venezuela were looking for places to park cash. The problem is that the hard times at home have seen overseas buyers lose their appetite for Miami properties. Brazil's economies run out of steam, with its currency losing 40% of its value against the dollar in the last five years, and that of Venezuela's virtually collapsed, savaged by hyperinflation. When I was in Miami a few months ago, I was struck by the large number of construction cranes. It felt like the market was becoming overheated again. Back in 2015, some 80% of condo purchases went to foreign buyers. Today, that number is about 20% of buyers coming from outside the country. There's been a huge drop-off in the volume of purchases. A lot of units being delivered into the market currently, but weak currencies in Latin America are dramatically decreasing demand. A huge flow of capital from Venezuela over the past five years has virtually disappeared, and there's still some money coming from Brazil, but it's not close to where it was five years ago. I mean, imagine, if your currency is falling in value anywhere from 7 to 15% in a year, moving funds into U.S. real estate, even if it earns zero, is still attractive by comparison. Fast forward to today, and the inventory and days on market continue to climb in Miami. Many higher-end properties are selling far below asking price, and numerous condo projects have been either canceled or delayed. Again, one of the reasons I believe the demand is highly variable is the high proportion of second homes. A second home is a luxury, it's an investment, but it's not essential to everyday living. Developers often don't seem to realize the difference. When units are selling quickly, it's too easy to assume that the demand will persist. Many new condos launch just as owners of older units have been looking to cash out and realize gains from the properties purchased at the bottom of the market. 
or 691 condo sales in Miami Beach in the first quarter of 2019. That's down 24% from 909 units in the first quarter of 2015. During the same period, the sale of single-family homes dropped to 81 from 117. Now, that's just Miami Beach. We're not talking the greater Miami areas. This is a small subset of the market. But unlike in past cycles this time around, developers have been asking buyers for a 50% deposit to purchase a condo. Those funds have helped developers put more equity into the projects, which meant they didn't have to borrow that much from the construction lenders. As a result, their leverage is a lot lower than in the past cycle. Back then, projects were over-leveraged, and developers had no room for sale prices to drop. They needed every dollar to pay back the construction loans. Back then, developers only required a 20% down payment, so it was much easier for buyers to walk away from the closing table when the market turned. Now, buyers are motivated to close because they've already paid at least 50% of the purchase price. But as you evaluate a market, pay close attention. Are these residents that are buying their primary residence, or are these second homes? The stickiness of that purchase is dramatically different. So you think about that. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.